0: That was the last straw. (laughs) I thought, man, I am digging myself a grave here. And I couldn't see myself scaling to, let's say, 50 properties or 100 properties.
1: All right, welcome everyone to the Millionaire Enlisted Podcast. Uh, Today we have Travis. He is part of the, he is the Director of Investor Relations for Ashraf Capital. If you don't know Joe Fairless, uh, best ever. That is his uh, his, and other several managing partners, their company. Uh, so we have someone here who's connected with that company with a lot of experience. Uh, Travis, if you go ahead and um, start us off, just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are,
0: and your background. Sure, yeah. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. Happy to be here. Um, so I got started in real estate in 2009, and I got started probably the way most people get started in real estate, which was just buying a single family house and uh, didn't really have a lot of uh, plans. Uh, so I started house hacking, renting spare bedrooms. I ended up converting that first unit I bought to uh, that was like my first buy and hold rental. And then I got more into fix and flips. I got into vacation rentals after that. And what ended up happening is, you know, <laughs> on the side of doing all of this, uh, my full time focus was a W-2 employee and I worked in the oil industry and I worked 98 hour work weeks and I worked away from home and I worked overseas and I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I, I created myself a second job uh, unintentionally right and so the real estate started pulling way too much of my time away from my work and so that's where I discovered kind of kind of go back to the drawing board, start self-educating again. And I learned about syndication investing, right? Where you could actually be a passive investor. You could actually be hands off and you could still take part in real estate. You could still, you know, have cash flow. You could still have equity appreciation. It's just, it doesn't take up your time commitment. So uh, that's kind of been my focus since around 2015. I sold all my single family homes and I went hundred percent passive and uh, you know, that's brought uh, what I refer to as time freedom into my life.
1: So let me ask you this. Are so you currently, you, so you said hundred percent passive, you don't yeah. own any, anything active right now?
0: Correct. Yep. Okay.
1: Wow. And as far as, uh, you know, your, your balanced work life, you said it's gotten much better.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's kind of, to me anyway, that's the purpose of being a passive investor is being able to have that type of balance. You know, everybody's kind of seeking different things out there. Uh, I work closely with, uh, you know, busy professionals, uh, W-2, you know, engineers, CEOs, VPs, business owners, athletes, you know, people who have a primary focus and they don't want to take time away from that. You know, they might be a doctor or a dentist, whatever it is. Uh, they're not going to give that up to go pursue, you know, fix and flips, for example, but yeah. they love the idea of investing in real estate. You know, they, they just, they, they want to be in it and not maybe hundred percent in the stock market. Uh, and so this is a great outlet for that. And so it can allow you to go, you know, uh, part time with a job or quit a career. Like in my case, I didn't enjoy to pursue work that was meaningful to me that I could kind of self develop from. Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome. Do you, uh, so, what are the benefits of uh, passively investing for you, as opposed to other than the time, right? The time commitment that you just mentioned. What other benefits uh, are you seeing that have made yeah. you that transition?
0: I think <clears throat> the thing to think about is, you know, wh- what do you really want to get out of real estate? I mean, so this is where I was a, I was very scatterbrained when I got started. I just, you know, if you would say you know, what's your long term goal? Or what's your bit? I just say, I don't make money. I don't know, you know, and and that was a big mistake. Because what I was actually wanting was full passive income, right? I didn't necessarily want to be in the business of managing tenants and working up leases and getting on the phone with attorneys to make sure everything, you know, is legally structured and all these kinds of things. I just I didn't I, that was a side effect of investing the way that I was investing. And as I got into vacation rentals, that was the very last thing I did in the single family space. That was like that was the last straw. <laughs> I thought, man, I am digging myself a grave here. And I couldn't see myself scaling to, let's say 50 properties or a hundred properties in the single family space given that I had a W-2 job that I needed to focus on that I had to pay attention to. That was kind of first and foremost in my life. And um, so, yeah, uh, you know, the the biggest thing is it's different for everybody. Could there be more money, uh, you know, being active? Of course, you know, of course. If you want to get out there, get your hands dirty, spend your time on it, be a a syndicator or general partner or a fix and flipper. Of course, there could be a lot more money in that. But you got to remember that you're paying yourself for your time. And so if if your focus is elsewhere, passive investing might make a lot of sense for you.
1: I hear you. So how many units are you invested in right now passively?
0: Oh, over six thousand, I'm sure, oh, but wow. uh i'm in I'm in about thirty different deals as a limited partner. Most of those deals are are syndications. Some of them aren't you know units per se, so it's not like multifamily. it might be first lien notes or distressed debt or ATM machines or, you know, so it's hard to pinpoint an exact door number, but, um, but yeah, typically what it is is let's say there's a 300 unit apartment building. I might be a 2% owner of it. So, you know, I guess you got to kind of divide the doors up that way. (laughs) 2% or 300. Yeah.
2: Well, let me, let me ask you this. When you started doing syndications, right. And you started being a passive investor what is some of the uh, doubts or or fears that you uh had to overcome in order for you to put your money into somebody else's investment
0: yeah great question so <laughs> i was very skeptical i'll be i'll just level with you i was i, I some the, the people that were like telling me that this was a real thing and that the returns could be a b c or d i'm sitting there thinking no 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 because i'm doing (laughs) i'm doing my own deals i'm putting in all the legwork and and here's my results for that and you're telling me i could basically get the same results or close to it and not do a thing i just i was so skeptical so it took me a long time to kind of overcome that fear um you know i didn't know the industry i didn't know the key players um i really hadn't educated myself enough i i just educated enough to kind of be dangerous with it right to just throw some money at it uh so but you know i guess to my credit i i just did one syndication first and i just did the minimum investment and i sat back and i watched that for about six months (laughs) to make sure it was actually going to be what they said it was going to be before i really threw myself into it and realized it, it is a real thing
1: that so had you had you heard of had you not been uh exposed to the these type of investments in the past before is that why you were so hesitant because i know most people are not right i mean this is right. a, a yeah. you either have to be accredited and if you're not you barely hear about it because you're not you can't advertise to a um mm-hmm. non-accredited right. person right
0: yeah yeah, there's a lot of uh, you know SEC rules surrounding this industry, and the majority of folks that are doing syndications are operating under a 506 B offering, B as in boy, which to your point means no general solicitation. I can't say here's the deal, and here's the returns, and here's what it is. You can do that under certain regulations, but most people aren't using those regulations. So uh, my education to that point of transition was primarily through books, and, you know, just a little bit of research online, but i really, I was self-educating, but like in the wrong areas. And so what I had to end up doing is start joining meetup groups and real estate groups and listening to more podcasts, more current relevant things. And more importantly, I got, you know, I had to define what it was I wanted, which was to be passive. And so that's where, you know, that, that key word right there, passive, that's where it started really popping up prior to that. I couldn't have even defined that for you, that I wanted to be passive. I just wanted to make money. Make you know, money in real estate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. So of course you get all the catchy headlines when you just want to make money in real estate, right? It's all the HGTV fix and flip shows, stuff like that. Yeah. I, I yeah. hear you. Yeah,
2: that's what, that's why what I was asking because you, you, you hear all the make money easy, the easy way, and yeah. it's pretty, you know, it's pretty hard to trust somebody and actually believe all the uh uh the expectations that they put out there for uh, for returns on investment so yeah mm-hmm. that, that was a pretty
0: good edge yeah you're at the end of the day syndications are an investment in a team it's a people business it's a team business so what are you really betting on you're betting on the people doing the deal and their ability and their track record to execute on the business plan to do what they say they're going to do it, it's the, the hierarchy is really vet the team out, vet the market out second, vet the deal out last. And that's the complete opposite of how I started. <laughs> started just looking at the deals going, wow, that's a good deal. I'll do it. And, and uh, that, that was the wrong approach.
1: That's a great uh, segue there. Uh, I was going to ask you is how should, it, well, how did you specifically, how should a limited partner vet uh, a syndicator? You know, what, what are the mm. key things that someone should do?
0: Yeah, well, being that, as I just said, it's in my opinion, it's the most important aspect. Um, it starts with, to me, defining what it is you really want. Are you more interested in, let's say, a new development type of deal where they're going to build something from scratch, it's going to be a Class A, new luxury, high-end type of product uh, in a particular market that you like, whatever. Or that you like value add which is what i like which is fixing things up it's buying something pre-existing like a 1980s or a 1990s built property and renovating it uh so that the rents can can come up to the market levels and then selling it you know sometimes refinancing it it depends on the business plan but um i'm a cash flow investor right i mean my my whole Story has evolved to be just focused around passive income that 's what allowed me to leave the job i didn't like and pursue the work I wanted to pursue and just to have less stress and anxiety in life and things like that so it's um uh, so so I know that didn't exactly answer your question so how do you vet you know a sponsor? Uh, starts with just conversations like this. I always recommend a face-to-face if possible, but I completely understand it may not be possible if you're you know, California-based and they're in New York City. It's not like you're gonna buy a plane ticket just to go shake their hand. But do a web call or something, you know, or at least just get on the phone in general. Ask all your questions, ask about the what-ifs, ask about recessions, ask about the debt structure, ask why they're doing this and not doing that. I mean, ask your questions and you got to feel comfortable with the general partnership because you're going to be in some of these deals for five years seven years ten years they're illiquid for a certain period of time so if you're not comfortable with that person or you think they're shady or you just don't get a good gut feeling you don't don't commit (laughs) don't lock yourself into five years it's a relationship like any other type you know, think about you know dating someone or whatever. You you got to do your due diligence to a yeah, point. Yeah. yeah.
1: Have you had a red flag pop up from someone trying to uh, get you to invest?
0: Well, definitely out there in the industry, there's a lot of um, newer groups out there that I I just. It's okay if you're new, but have somebody on your team that's maybe a mentor that can look over your shoulder or bring somebody in as like a uh, co-GP that can you know help you out and and leverage their experience and expertise because I just I I get sent deals weekly you know lots of deals weekly and a lot of them I see I just get the impression that this person maybe just read a book last weekend and now they're raising capital or they came out of a two-day boot camp and now it's they're they're gonna try to tie down 20 million bucks and that stuff is scary You know if you don't have any any kind of track record and all you have is enthusiasm It's a scary, you know mixture. So in hindsight, there were more red flags <laughs> as I look back with some of the first deals I did it was like, oh man, I should have seen that coming, but um, <laughs>
1: That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. No, I, I agree. with you. I, I, that that's one of the things we're at least looking at is um some higher level mentorship just to take us to the next level yeah uh, uh, that's great advice right there German what you got it,
2: yeah and I'm curious because uh, you, you seem like a pretty stress-free type of guy right you want wanted passive in, passive investors and you want your 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 time for you for yourself but uh, and it sounds for for the people that are getting into into knowing about syndication it sounds for a lot of people it sounds too good to be true mm-hmm. right I mean it was for you at the beginning where you're like okay I yeah say, can be that i get my hands dirty and, and and you're gonna you offer me this deal that i don't have to do anything i'm getting the same returns so and i know it's not stress-free but what are some of the stressors as an investor right you you're mm-hmm. called to this to this investment and you're going through the due diligence and you're kind of like okay i want to put my money to this what are some of the stressors that uh passive investors go through uh compared to active investors
0: sure i think specific to syndications, one of the biggest things is lack of control. So I'm the kind of person who has done enough now self-reflection to realize that, you know, I'm nobody special in the real estate space individually. In other words, if I go flip a home, there's probably a thousand people that could do it better than me. So I'm the kind of person that would rather leverage the expertise of someone who is the expert and just say, hey, you know, you do the flip and I'll share in the profit. (laughs) You know, and and so I know that for so many people out there, it's hard to relinquish that control to say, here's $50,000, take it, I'm going to wire it to you. And I trust you for the next five years to make the best decisions on my behalf. (laughs) And that's probably the number one thing that uh, hurdle to get over uh, if you can get over it. Um, On top of that is just the the illiquid aspect of this type of investing it's not the stock market it's not you buy it today and then tomorrow you go oops never mind i want my money back you you don't get your money back <laughs> until the deal is done or it's refinanced and like i said earlier that could be years so you need to know again your goals your time horizon are you comfortable with that these types of things may not be appropriate for some types of people. Let's say you're, you know, 85 years old, maybe syndication is not the best thing for you, you know, not having access to your money for the rest of your life potentially. Um, So you got to weigh all that stuff out. Uh, For me, I've got a very long time horizon, um, you know, and I'm, I'm very comfortable with it. On top of that, I get anxiety from the stock market, man. I've I've had my fair share of the ups and the downs and it's, you know, every time I log in and it's down 20%, it's, you know, I'm having a heart attack and, you know, so that's personal to me, right? Some people don't have that problem. I certainly do. So it's pros and cons. It's just one one way to invest.
1: I hear you. As far as uh, benefits for a limited partner, um, because I know there's a lot of tax benefits, cost segregation uh you you name it i mean there's a lot with with a a syndication how does that work passing it does it pass it down to a limited partner to a passive investor
0: depends on the deal so different different groups have different structures but in general all of the deals that i personally have taken part in it has flow through tax benefits and More importantly, you know, when I was doing all these single family homes, I'm having to track all this stuff, like all these expenses and these receipts. And I'm having to Google, you know, can I depreciate my roof I just had replaced or how about the paint or how about it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. What's great about a syndication to the benefit side is that you get a K-1 tax form one time the following year and all the work's done for you. So whether you do your own taxes and you just scan that in or put it into turbo tax or whatever or you give it to your cpa it's it's already done for you those are the numbers and so what you'll see just using rough numbers again it depends on the deal and the group and all this but when you do cost segregation and bonus depreciation all the tax benefits that are out there now available to real estate investors there potentially can be a lot more tax benefits to larger properties and so what what i see in my experience is let's say again rough numbers nothing exact no specific sponsor but if I made ten thousand dollars uh in passive income through distributions that came to me I might get a tax form that says negative thirty thousand dollars meaning that on paper using depreciation and all these paper losses right I, I more than offset the income I received, so I'm not paying any tax on that and then I have carryover uh, that i can move towards you know future years as well so yes it can be tremendous for for tax uh purposes
1: that is awesome you're, you're building uh some true generational wealth right there yeah
0: absolutely i people you know that's it's a huge expense that so many people don't even pay attention to right it's like taking 30% to 50% of your wealth over a lifetime and giving away in taxes, <laughs> that's, that's pretty substantial. And for most people, that's more than their rent or their mortgage. So something to think about and plan for.
1: I hear you. Jeremy, you got something? Oh,
2: uh, no, not right now. Actually, I was thinking about a
1: questioning. I just flew out of my mind. So what? Are, so as far as uh, Ashcroft Capital, where you work at currently, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are some of the requir- minimum requirements uh, for an investor to come in? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: for them. Yeah, Ashcroft Capital is a group that uh, they're a syndication firm, New York City based. They do a lot of deals out in Texas and Florida, and they're in the multifamily value add space. They're mostly doing B class properties, uh, 1980s, 1990s built, things like that. Uh, I've been an investor with them as a limited partner for about four years. I'm in nine of their deals currently. And the thing that I like about them is just their business model really resonated with me and and with my wife. We sat down before I even knew Joe Fairless or Ashcroft, we sat down and put our criteria on paper, things that were important to us that we wanted out of a potential deal. Uh, They basically checked every single box. And so, again i started with one deal saw how it went then two then three then four worked my way up uh to your point their requirements are they're accredited only so it's high net worth high income individuals a uh, million dollar plus net worth excluding residents 200 to three hundred thousand income depending on single or married uh, for the last couple of years so um just a great firm out there in my opinion in the space doing this kind of stuff but uh, you know for anyone non-accredited they wouldn't be an option but Uh, You know, at the end of the day, this whole passive investing thing is is just really a mindset of what could passive income do for you and your lifestyle and and how could that free up your time or allow you to leave the job you don't like or go part time or launch your business or whatever. You could start with, you know, publicly traded stuff, you know, real estate, REITs, real estate investment trusts, people, if they're really committed to this, this idea. You start for 10 bucks just buying a share of you know whatever out there that's high dividend yield um so uh, anyway so so my i came to ashcroft as part of their investor relations team because i just fully support what they do i understand their business model and so what i was doing leading up to the pandemic is going to conferences and so you'd see me behind like an ashcroft capital booth just answering people's questions about who is ashcroft what do you guys do maybe I was a speaker or a panelist at a you know a conference or something like that, Not, that so I'm curious just to, just to follow on that relationship
2: the the shift right how do you go from being an investor a passive investor where you're just putting your money there and and you want to go on vacation to now being so passionate to work with them how how did that turn there yeah
0: so what happened was the the oil field job was a high paying job that I had and that helped me get you know, the, the process going, right. And so that allowed me to have some disposable income to throw into real estate in the first place. But the fact was, I hated that job. <laughs> and yeah. that job, as you as, as I'm sure everybody knows, I mean, the oil, look at look at oil today, right? I mean, the oil industry is boom and bust. So it wasn't like I was going to have this 50 year career, even if I wanted it. So I had to, the the end date was coming, right? And so I was prepping for that all along. And so the passive income allowed me to move towards work that was more meaningful and impactful to me. Things that I personally would benefit from out of self-education. First thing I did is I went to go work for a brokerage firm. So I wanted to learn stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and how they differed from real estate. And you know, I guess I thought I'd be a financial guru if I could learn all that stuff. That was my plan, I guess. And so I didn't, I didn't like it. Long story short. So again, I had the passive income kind of backstop to say, hey, you know, you don't like it, you don't like it, go do something else. So I went to go work for syndication firms after that to learn underwriting and acquisitions. And so that's that's what led me to Ashcroft. Is that I thought what better thing could I be doing with my time right now than helping educate people number one about passive income and this type of investing and number two a group that I'm already an investor with that I fully support and and so that's how it came to be and um it's kind of funny funny story I I reached out to Joe Fairless initially with this idea and he's like no, we we don't really have anything right now that that we could offer you, you know. And I was like so depressed because I'm like I I had nothing else going on. I was like I don't know yeah. what I'm gonna do, <laughs> uh, you know. And then it was like several months later. He's like, you know, well now we have an investor relations uh, position. I was like, boom, and man, I jumped on it five minutes later. So um, <laughs> that's anyway. awesome,
1: man. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah,
0: cool story. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's cool that they, you know. A lot of these guys are actually really open uh, to to talk to you one-on-one and even mentor you. I mean, it's it's awesome that you could just do Instagram or whatever and, hey, Joe, do you have a position? I I would work for you. I'll cut my salary in half, you know.
0: (laughs) right yeah and that's that's the that's the benefit that <clears throat> unfortunately a lot of folks will never have without passive income is is that backstop of hey you could work for half your salary you could work for no salary you could volunteer for someone and just be you know a mentee of theirs you know whatever and that can lead to some tremendous opportunities but you know for for most it's more of a paycheck to paycheck play and that's not going to be reality so um you know it's a great thing to have even if it's part-time, part-time, you know, passive investor, just have a little bit of, you know, second source income if you can.
1: I hear yeah, you. Absolutely. What advice uh would you give to people um looking to passive invest what what one advice would you say, hey, you you need to do this or
0: what one piece of advice? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was What's tough. your key um, advice, yeah? Uh I think, okay, I, I, I'm a huge advocate for just self-education, right? So in, in any form, so become a learning machine, you know, read a book, listen to podcasts, get on YouTube and understand passive investing and syndications, network with people, go to conferences. I'm not saying you have to do all that stuff, but just my thinking, It my mind didn't really start opening to all of this. Until I had so much information that I could finally see the huge benefits that this really has. From every angle, to your point earlier, the tax benefits, uh, the time freedom benefits, right? Uh, Leaving, you know, your job, retiring early. Like when you start adding all this stuff up, it's like, it's kind of a no-brainer, <laughs> you know. But but it starts with education, right? If you've never heard of passive investing or cash flow or real estate, and someone just says this to you, it's going to be like, oh, you know, that that's a scam, you know. Like it, it's not going to, it just doesn't work. <laughs> so you got to start with education to get more open-minded, to take part, to get the benefit.
1: Yes, absolutely, I love that, man. Thanks so much for that, Jeremy. You have anything? One last question or no, no no
0: it's just the uh the
2: education part you know uh, i'm 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 really good at in, in education uh but it's educating yourself in these type of topics you know things that are gonna um, um skyrocket your, your, your income and your lifestyle uh so
0: i really like that answer yeah absolutely 100 percent. travis so where, where
1: can people find you how can they reach you if they want to talk to you about passive investing whether it's ashcroft or not mm-hmm. um Go ahead. Can you tell us?
0: Email is usually the best. So my email is Travis at AshcroftCapital.com. I also have, by the way, I didn't even mention this earlier. I've got a a free passive investor resource guide for any of your listeners. So basically the topics that we talked about on the show, how to vet an operator, uh, how to vet a market, how to vet a deal, terminology, benefits, pros, cons, active versus passive. So you can get that at uh, AshcroftCapital.com forward slash passive investor. And I'm also out there on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. So um, feel free and reach out. I have conversations all week long with people and all elements of real estate. I just love networking. And you know, you always take away one or two things from everybody you speak to. So uh, don't hesitate to reach out even if you're you know not accredited or something like that.
1: I love that man. Everyone has a different perspective and I, I tell my brother that all the time we every every person we talk to we get like one little nugget. We're like, yeah. oh wow, this yeah. is great. So it thank you so worry. much, man, for uh for coming on and for those of you that are listening, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thank
2: you, Travis. And for Travis. that for, for the perspective from a
0: passive investor, which is very important by now. You bet. Thank you guys. I really appreciate
1: Thanks. it. Thanks, and, uh, man.